Hello, and welcome to Technically Speaking, a Keller Schrader podcast series. Each episode, our experts will be addressing common industry problems and how you can improve your business's performance through technology. I'm Mallory, your host, and today I'm excited to be joined by Kathy Graper, Vice President of Application Solutions, and Rob Wilson, Principal Consultant of the Southeast Region out of our Nashville office to cover digital transformation. Hey guys, welcome to the studio. Hey, Mallory. Hey, hi there. Good Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good to have both of you with us today. I'm excited to be here. So guys, in my research I was doing to prepare a little bit for our episode today, I came across the term digital transformation and I learned, you know, it's not new and yet it does seem to mean different things to a lot of different people. Can you guys kind of elaborate on that some more? Like, what does it mean? Sure. I'll take that, Mallory. You're exactly right. The term digital transformation, it means a lot of different things to a lot of people. And quite frankly, the term is getting a little tired. You hear about it a lot and you're still left wondering, what does it mean? So right. the first thing that we sought to do as a, as a team is really define in a, in a, a digital transformation in a way that was completely unambiguous. So we came up with the definition of digital transformation is the commitment of an organization to consistently improve business performance through the use of technology as a strategic asset. So digital transformation then is it's not a one-time event, but it's a continuous process. It's really best described, I would say, as a mindset. And I really can't stress that enough. Um, you've really got to change the way you think about how to use technology as a strategic asset and not, not as a business cost, you know, like a lot of people think of it, right? Right. So we like to use the tagline, think digital, embrace clarity, increase advantage to describe the how, what, and why of digital transformation. So don't, you know, don't think of it as a typical project with a beginning and an end. It's really more of a cultural shift, I would say, or a behavioral change that you need to encourage throughout your organization. That's right. It really is. You must really learn to think digital by default and not as an afterthought. Sounds easy to do, but um, the whole the whole thinking of digital by default really is a topic unto itself. Uh, but back to what we were saying, it really is about the mindset. And once you have the, that mindset, the next thing you need to do is commit to clarity. As we said earlier, ambiguous processes have no place in an organization. If you automate chaos, you're going to have a lot of chaos. I've and nobody, <laughs> I haven't we all? Nobody wants that. So before you automate your processes, you must first have processes that are consistent and clear. And of course, the result of using technology to empower those well-defined processes is an increase in advantage, and that's what we all want to be successful. So that's how we describe it, and that's the how and what and why of digital transformation for us. I like it. And now I can see, since it's the title of our episode, too, Think Digital, Embrace Clarity, Increase Advantage, how that tagline kind of plays into the how, the what, and the why. But I still have to ask, since digital transformation, you know, has been out there for a while now, why now? Well, for us at Keller Schrader, it's been there since our inception. One could easily argue that our first projects way back in 1978, when we first uh, started there our company. There were computers in 1978? <laughs> there were. Wow. Believe what it was it like back then? I'm just kidding. Why? <laughs> Those first projects we did were all digital transformation projects, as well as most of the projects that we've worked on since then. Uh, we first embarked on our framework and developing it a few years ago as a way to better describe what we do. 
It's based on principles and experience our team has amassed over all of those years. And it's uh, even more relevant now than ever. Wow. Yeah. So, and all because of advances in technology, continuous improvement strategies are no longer only available to larger organizations, which is a really good thing. Our objective was to put together a roadmap that any organization could follow and benefit from, regardless of their size. Yeah. And I think it's important to say there, Kathy, you, you mentioned the advances in technology. You don't really know what's coming sometimes. Right. You just know that mm-hmm. there are going to be changes and you have to be prepared to adapt. And that's really what this is all about mm-hmm. is that preparation to, to what's next, whatever that may be. Absolutely. Yep. Great point. Okay, Rob. So if what I'm hearing, what Kathy just explained to us, it's kind of like continuous improvement with a digital it's right? right. Can you expand on that a little more for us? Absolutely. You know, notice we don't say embrace digital. I mean, we, we believe that a digital transformation starts with process, not the technology. So the most important assets in any organization, anyone at Keller Schrader would tell you, are its people, its processes, and its information. It may seem odd to hear a technology company say this. You know, we don't, we don't see technology as the solution to everything. We view technology as a means to an end to manage and enable those three things, your people, processes, and information. If the tech doesn't provide real business value, then it's really useless to an organization. So everyone, we think, should take a look at the processes in their organization. Could they be better? Probably. If so, make them better, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be technology, but then look at it through a digital lens after you after you do that um, that little gap analysis, if you will, and, and ask yourself, how could technology make this even more efficient, more consistent than it is now? Absolutely. And Rob, everything you just explained makes perfect sense now. And I'm sure some of our listeners are probably already thinking of some processes that could be stand to be improved. I know I'm thinking of a few right now. Okay, so I have to ask Kathy and Rob, if someone is ready to begin thinking digital, um, by default, embracing clarity and increasing their advantage, why should they contact Keller Shaker? I'll let you take this one, Kathy. Okay, sure. Love to. Uh, Kind of going along with what I said earlier, we have been doing this for a long time, since 1978. Uh, the average tenure of our employee owners and our applications group is 18 years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. We, yeah, we've got folks that have been here for a while. A lot and of experience. A lot of Seen experience. A lot of we have. We sure have. Uh, we also, in our group, work across various industries and verticals. We serve almost 300 clients every year on digital transformation initiatives. Even more importantly, we are driven by our relationships and the value we bring to your business. We don't believe in technology for the sake of technology. If a solution doesn't make sense for our clients, we simply don't suggest it. Sometimes a problem doesn't require a tech solution at all. Other times, it makes sense to leverage tech you already own rather than purchasing new. That level of candor and trust is well received by our clients, resulting in long-term partnerships and mutual success. That's awesome. That I love that with the tenure and all the candor and the trust in the relationship. So, so as you both talk about this idea of continuous improvement and its role in digital transformation, honestly, it sounds daunting. Is it really as hard as it sounds? It can be. That's why our team put together a digital transformation framework to help guide you through the process. And really, it just takes a certain mindset and consistency or discipline. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. If you think about things in your life where you can make small incremental improvements that really add up or prevent a disaster, 
that's start sort of the start of our framework. So take, for example, yard work. Oh, gosh. I know, right? <laughs> no one likes to pull weeds. It's like one of my least favorite things to do. And yet, if I do it once a week or more, it just takes me a little time each time I do it. If I let it go too long, I may spend an entire weekend getting caught up, and that's the last thing I want to be doing on the weekend. Absolutely. So small improvements over time can make a big impact, and that's what our framework is all about. You need to always be transforming. You need to always be learning. Right. And okay, Kathy, that example you just mentioned about yard work, it kind of reminds me of this book I just read called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Oh, good one. Great book. In that book, he mentions that you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Okay, so to me, that quote from Darren really plays into the concept you shared about the small improvements over time can make a big impact. Mm -hmm. So because of its impact, how does one find opportunities for improvement, or as you guys have been calling it, continuous transformation? Yeah, great question, Mallory. And we like to say, let the data be your guide, right? So conduct some time studies, for an example. How long did it take to complete a process or a series of steps beginning to end? Like the amount of time it takes to get a shipment out the door after you place the order. You know, our, our data strategy group calls that, you know, a value stream analysis, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's all about. Where do we rekey data into a system that shouldn't, where we shouldn't have to? Perform a cost analysis. Where would we cut expenses or where can we boost revenue by making a process more efficient, automating it? So opportunities are everywhere, really. Um, start with small incremental changes, as we've been saying. You don't, don't need to always feel like you've got to hit a home run to win the game. If you apply the right strategy to the right situation at the right time, you're going to come out ahead. Remember, remember there's nine innings, not just the one, right? Mm -hmm. And once you develop that mindset, how to spot those opportunities, you'll, you'll see them everywhere. I love that baseball analogy, Rob. I've seen so many games where all they need is a double or a single to win the game. You exactly. don't always have to go for that exactly. home run. Just keep advancing. That's the important part. Absolutely. That's exactly right. So now that you've kind of explained to us how to develop that mindset, and you've both been saying that opportunities for transformation are all around us. So if that's true, how do I know where to start? Well, you're right. Opportunities are everywhere, and they'll surface from all over your organization. And what you want to do is just make a list of those. After you do that, the next thing you'll need to do is prioritize those initiatives because, as we know, we can't do everything on our wish list, right? We have to prioritize and right. do them in some sort of order. And our tools that we have in our digital transformation framework will actually help you do that. So the initiatives are prioritized based on how well they align with your strategic goals, the return on investment, or any other criteria you'd like to use. And that's huge. I've noticed our clients really appreciate that when we say, what is it? you're wanting to accomplish and um, how, how do these initiatives align with that? Awesome. When we engage with you, uh, the first thing we seek to understand are your mission, your vision, and those strategic goals. And if we find an initiative that is on your list doesn't align with those three goals, our tools will weight those accordingly. We have other criteria for prioritizing initiatives, too, and encourage our clients to use our worksheets that are also in our framework to even develop their own criteria to use. Wow, Kathy, that really sounds like you guys have a lot to offer, abundance of tools and assistance, you know, to help people get started. So at this point, I'd also like to remind our listeners, 
that the link to the digital transformation framework that Kathy has been mentioning is in our show notes. Okay, guys, you're probably going to guess what my next question is. How do you know when you're done? That's a great point, Mallory. And I know you already know the answer. You are never, ever done, right? Never, ever done. Never, ever. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to, once you identify and prioritize those opportunities and improve the process, it's about learning from the initiatives, rinse and repeat, right? Mm -hmm. I often say if you're looking forward to the new normal, you're going to be disappointed, frankly. Uh, What you should anticipate is the normal new. Companies that survive and thrive are going to learn to adapt to continuous change, and that's why we're calling it continuous transformation. Always be transforming. Always be learning. Always be transforming. Always be learning. Thank you. So uh, that's that's honestly, that's why we have 12 tenants in our digital transformation framework. Um, they're going to provide you with endless opportunities for performance improvement. Each one of them is going to come with questions to kickstart your thinking followed by examples of how we've implemented that concept in the real world. As Kathy mentioned, we've got a deep team with a lot of years of experience, and we've seen a lot of things, and we're fortunate to have worked with some really great clients. All true. uh, Yeah, and so that's what we bring to the table, and it's all packaged up right there in the framework. That's awesome, and that's super exciting, Rob, especially since you guys have designed it to where it's laid out right there for them. I have to admit, though, 12 tenants? Really? That sounds somewhat overwhelming to me. Can you guys give me an example? Well, as we said, it it can seem overwhelming, uh, but if you break the framework down like we have into those 12 tenants, we really feel like it makes it a much more manageable undertaking. The first tenant that we have of the, in our framework is digitization. And as a matter of fact, Rob recently wrote an article about it. Hey, oh, awesome. Yeah, I know. Wow. Shout out. I'm giving I wondered, him a shout I out who right the here. reader was. Oh, Thank I you read for it. liking that. It's awesome. Loved it. And in fact, how about you share with our audience a little bit about oh, that? Well, I would love to, Kathy. Thanks for asking. Digital transformation is much more than digitization. Digitization, it's, it's a great first step, but it's definitely not the end, right? So think about all the documents media and knowledge in your workplace or in the notion of uh, bringing those into the digital world through maybe scanning, data entry, things like that. It's great that it's digital now, but it's really only useful to you based on what happens after that or even before that in the process, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we included the 11 other tenants in our digital transformation framework. They're also really important parts of, of the transformational journey, so hopefully we'll get to some of those too. Okay, so far we've covered a lot about the mindset required and the importance of continuous improvement. I'm excited to get a little more into the digital aspects of it, where you are going to talk about how the digital transformation framework is built around this idea of tenets of transformation. So let's kick it off with an overview. What are those tenets and how will they help? Thanks, Mallory. I'd be happy to. We talked about identifying and prioritizing initiatives and the importance of a digital first mindset. That digital first mindset is absolutely important, as is process improvement, or as we like to say, continuous transformation. Our 12 tenants promote both of those. To help our clients get started on their journey, each of our tenants comes with a definition, sample use cases, and questions you can ask yourself about process improvement. The tenants usually fall into three categories, efficiency, innovation, and customer experience, all of which should be very important to your organization. Sure. 
Some of the tenets are more obvious than others, while a few of them are consistently overlooked in an organization. Yet they're all important, Kathy, right? Yes, absolutely they are. And it is usually an eye-opening experience for our clients who go through a digital transformation assessment with us. I can attest to that, yep. Okay, Rob, because Kathy just mentioned it and, it, and she said it's an eye-opening experience for some of our clients, let's jump right into talking about some of those tenants. I know we've talked about the digitization tenant. Can you tell me about a couple other tenants in our digital transformation framework? Maybe standardization and automation? What are those? Sure. Like you said, we talked about digitization, talked about how that's an important part of the transformation, but it's only a first step. Right. What's not as obvious is is what to do with it next, right? So now you have it in digital form, and that's where automation comes in. So automation's another really popular tenant. Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself, uh, you know, why are you spending precious time doing repetitive tasks that a machine can do? It's a, it's a great place to start. Um, a task that takes only five minutes per workday, for an example, can eat up over 20 hours a year. Some estimate even three times that is lost in productivity due to context switching. If you think about it, that's a whole week and a half of lost time in a year for just a simple five-minute task. Wow. Yeah, that's it adds up. And imagine that across an entire organization, right? Right. So I'm sure that's massive it, over it, an entire it really organization. Can be, absolutely. So for our purposes, we define automation as utilizing technology to perform business functions with minimal human intervention. Simply put, um, what can a computer do um, better, faster than I can, right? Mm-hmm. So that I'm really freeing up my time to focus on things that I'm better suited for. This could be anything from creating accounts payable and accounts receivable processes replacing phone orders with online orders or B2B transactions. You can even automate decision-making when it, when it makes sense. So some of the questions that we suggest that you ask in our digital transformation framework is, are we relying too much on email to move things along? Are important decisions being delayed pending a response to something in my inbox? Or maybe what paper forms are we rekeying where we could use document imaging to key that into a system? And wouldn't it be great if we could automate all that weed pulling we talked about? Oh, oh I wish. Oh. <laughs> oh, heavens. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, Mallory, you also asked about standardization, which is another one of our tenants. So, standardization, it's just think of it this way. You, you don't gain any efficiencies or advantages if your employees are not following standard, well-defined processes. Standardization makes it easier for people to do what they do, know what to expect, and find what they're looking for. What results is productivity, knowledge, and consistency. Our standardization tenet is about utilizing technology to eliminate inconsistency, redundancy, and ambiguity in your systems and in your processes. I can totally relate to that automating the weed pulling. I'd love (laughs) to have something that would do that for me. I'll let you know once we have that figured out. Perfect. So we've kind of talked about the tenets and how they usually fall into those three categories, digitization, automation, and standardization. And you know, all of which should be important to your organization. So now let's talk about what does a typical engagement look like with a client for you guys? We usually start with an assessment. Think of it as a gap analysis, not your typical consulting foo-foo, but a practical and legitimate understanding of your strategic objectives, as Kathy said. Um, We then look across your organization or a selected department, begin to identify waste and efficiencies in in that area. 
And uh, much like a continuous improvement initiative, we just start to identify processes that are in the biggest need of improvement. And we go to work with you. And again, you can start small if you want to. Start like you small. said, you can start with a department. You don't have to do it organizational wide. Absolutely. It's it's about cultivating that mindset and it and it'll bleed throughout the entire organization mm-hmm. for sure. Now something something that's unique about us, I would say, is that we don't just deliver a plan and then leave it with you. We've got skills in both the strategic and tactical aspects of continuous improvement, digital transformation all the way from identifying the initiatives to implementing them at a very technical level. So that results in real cultural change for the long term. Your team's going to internalize the slogan, I promise you. Think digital, embrace clarity, increase advantage. Absolutely. And so as we close out today, if a company wanted to start small, like you guys mentioned, or go big, where can someone go to learn a little bit more about our digital transformation framework? The easiest thing to do would be to go to our website at kellerschrader.com forward slash DXF. And again, DXF is for Digital Transformation Framework. You'll find articles about our processes there too on our website. And you'll also find a form to download a complimentary copy of our framework. And you can also request more information on an assessment. Every company should have a strong desire to want to be better. Absolutely. That's what it's really all about. And that's how we derive the how and the what and the why of our digital transformation framework. Think digitally, embrace clarity, and increase your advantage. I really love that, Kathy. You know, think digital, embrace clarity, increase advantage. It's simple. It's easy to remember. And it ties into everything we've talked about. It sure does. Absolutely. So thank you, guys. I'm sad our time has come to an end. Gosh, it's just flown by. It really has. We'll do it again sometime. Yes, it's been awesome to have the both of you here. Mm -hmm. As you've heard me say before, and how our show always ends, we want you to partner with us to make a positive personal impact. If you allow us to do a quick 20-minute follow-up call with you based on Kathy and Rob's discussion on digital transformation, we'd like to do two things. First, we'll make a $25 donation to a United Way organization of your choice, or if you'd prefer to make a positive impact on someone you care about, we'll give you a $25 Visa gift card to treat them as you see fit. Secondly, regardless of the choice you make for the $25 I just mentioned, we will be happy to accept your favorite United Way approved organization nomination to have a chance to receive our quarterly $500 nonprofit giveaway. To help us make an impact and to have that 20-minute conversation, visit kellerschrader.com forward slash podcast. The very last thing I'll leave you with today is to remember to subscribe to Technically Speaking wherever you listen to podcasts, so you'll be the first to know whenever a new episode is released. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.